Hi, you're listening to Boggy Talk, Faith Conversations in the Mud, a resource of Church on Bayshore. Boggy Talk is recorded on Boggy Bayou in Niceville, Florida, and is hosted by Justin Wyatt and James Ross, pastors at Church on Bayshore. We typically want every matter of faith and life to have crystal clear answers, but it isn't always that easy. This podcast digs in to help Christians think with a kingdom mentality about topics that sometimes get muddy and bog us down. So let's dive in. Hey, and welcome to Boggy Talk. We hope you're doing well. Thanks for joining us for week five of Diving Deep. Last week, right? Yeah, I think. I don't know. (laughs) Yeah. I don't sure. Know. All right, okay. we'll figure that out. Yeah, yeah, okay. <laughs> <laughs> uh, how you doing, man? James Ross, lead pastor, Church on Bayshore. Man, I'm good. I'm good, yeah. How are you doing, Justin I'm, Wyatt? I'm doing okay. You know what? This is a big week in our house because uh, we have our oldest son is turning 15. Oh, uh, we have a birthday too. Getting his learner's life. Whoa. That is... Whoa. I still am like, how do I have Whoa. a child old enough to... How am I old enough to have a child old enough to start driving? And also... He and I, and for in terms of like we're just kind of like our personalities alike, so I'm sure that he's going to prefer his mom giving him instructions mm, uh, mm, in driving. Mm. Uh, he can, you know, correct me if I'm wrong, but yeah. It's, so it's just going to be interesting. I'll uh, I'll let you know how it's Is going. Is he a boggy talk listener? An avid boggy talk? He listener? does every now and then. Like he yeah. he will listen and uh, be like, "Why would you say that?" Why'd Did my you? kids critique me too when they listen. <laughs> I'm like, Gosh, they're like, "Y'all man. think you're so funny." I'm like, "Well, we are funny." And they're yeah. like, Well. Kind of. Yeah. <laughs> Thanks. Yeah, Thanks a yeah. lot. Remember the thing we said about high accountability? Not from our children. No, they're like, yeah. whatever. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Anyway, yeah. <laughs> you doing okay, man? Yep. Summertime, it's yep. rolling. Yeah, it is. It's good, man. Yeah, all these baptisms are awesome yes. that we've been having. You yeah, know, so this past week. It's just cool to see uh, a dad baptize their yeah. kids. Mm-hmm. You know, it's just it's cool. Always cool. And, uh, yeah. you know, coming up in a couple of weeks, we have somebody being baptized to a uh, beautiful story how they showed up at ESL. Yeah. Uh, connection yeah. and uh, just thankful for that. Like God, it's just how amazing how God works. It's beautiful know? what God does, but stinks when bad religious leadership gets involved, wah, right? Good wah, segue. Good segue. Good segue, because that's exactly what we're talking about, this religious, bad religious leadership. So diving deep. Wait, didn't uh, we talk about that last week? Yeah, we, yeah. we did. Yeah. And it's kind of a continuation. <laughs> yes, kind uh, of is. Really, when you think about uh, the subject content of last week uh, and what we're talking about today, about religious leaders not doing the right thing, um, we are taking a deeper dive into this past Sunday's text, which was Mark 12, 38 through 40. Which, if your Bible has headings uh, like this Bible, is the ESV State Bible says, "Beware of the scribes." So, uh, Mark twelve thirty-eight through forty says this. Was and that a like chain smoker? I beware of the scribes. My yes, right. And in his teaching, he said, "Beware of the scribes." Jesus probably said it like that too. Just kidding, nope. he didn't. <laughs> beware of the scribes who like to walk around in long robes and like greetings in the marketplaces and have the best seats in the synagogues and the places of honor at feasts who devour widows' houses and for a pretense make Mm -mm. long prayers. Mm. They will receive the greater condemnation. Whew, you have to like, Ooh. I think when you read that, you got to read it slowly because yeah. you, I think it's just good to let the weight of what Jesus is saying uh, sink in That's, because this is not a uh, coffee cup uh, scripture <laughs> right here. You don't, oh, man. You know, you don't, oh, put, you don't make, you don't, they will receive the greater you condemnation. Don't, you don't, you don't see that for sale yeah, at yeah. Hobby Lobby. No, you don't. Um, yeah. Beware of the scribes. <laughs> but I think yeah. 
Uh, Jesus is giving a very important warning uh, to uh, the listener. Uh, in this case right now, the listeners, us. Uh, so <laughs> why? Why is Jesus giving this warning? Oh, great wise one. She's <laughs> not a scribe. Yeah, don't call me a great wise one. So anyway, if I were a scribe, I might want you to call yeah. me that. But Go on, go on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> what, what was that you said about great? Yeah, that's right. Um, Say it again. And yeah, it, dude, I mean, their motivation is wrong. So, you know, you can really go from into so many places from there, which I did on Sunday. Uh, but yeah, their motivation is just jacked up mm -hmm. and they're not, they're not religious leaders to help people connect with Jesus. They're religious leaders to exalt themselves. And Jesus pretty much took care of that in his ministry. And this, this problem does not exist today, does it? At <laughs> yeah, all, that right, people right. don't use ministry for their own personal gain or try, oh man, it's so, it's so bad. It's so bad. So, uh, we know one of- What I really struggle with, sorry, is like, is- so, you know, if you follow me on social media, like, you know, I regularly will talk about just people using like church growth metrics and all mm -hmm. that instead of really being faithful to Jesus. And I'm like, are some of these guys, cause these, these guys and gals, you know, seem like, like great, nice people leading these churches, but I'm mm -hmm. like, they're just not honoring God with some of the things they're doing about leadership, are they just confused and ignorant or are they deceptive? Because they don't, I don't want to say they're deceptive, but I'm like, how do they not, like, yeah. do they not know the word? And like, can mm -hmm. I teach you the word? But then they don't want to, they don't want to hear it. So I'm right. like, that's my, this is, that's, man, I'm like going off <laughs> on a rail, but like, <laughs> just, that's my struggle. Well, I think there's so many different ways we see that happening. Like one would be, you know, leader influencer, pastor influencer, people who it's like to, to the outside appearance, it appears that they are very much trying to get a following. And so they say what people want to hear. Uh, and then you have other people who it's uh, maybe a similar camp who it's like, uh, they are clearly used. I mean, it's like so blatant. And then I think that's, um, you know, like the word of faith movement where it's like clearly like they're preying upon people and like getting money and riches yeah. and I fame out of all this. And so that, that, that to me seems very blatant. And then the, the less blatant is people who I would say, like, I'm not really in circles with people like that, but people in our circles who, uh, you know, leaders or pastors of the church who it's like, we just baptized 700 people this Sunday. Right. Like, okay. So that's worthy of celebration. Yeah. And I can't judge anyone's motive. Like you're, you're yeah. you should celebrate that. But why? And I can't judge that motive right. off a of post on social media, but it's like, are you celebrating that because you're excited about what God's doing or is because you want a position in your whatever circle you're in and people to notice you like, yeah, ah. yeah. It, and, and, you know, and I mean, my heart like is naturally driven towards like earthly success. So it is hard for me not to like judge everyone through that lens. Like when they're like doing things mm -hmm. that I've heard and, and there are like, conferences where you go and it's like you do this and your church will grow and and i mean like literally like yeah the reason you're not you know like here's why growing yeah, is because I mean, of this i'm like well, yeah i literally yeah, the holy you, spirit you get, like, spam email and i got one just this past week it's like five guaranteed steps to church growth and it's like well yeah like yeah probably anybody could do those things but is it the right number kind one of move to a place where it's fast-growing community right, number fast two community. yeah like, yeah put attractive move, people move on our website yeah, no seriously <laughs> i mean that's what they do that's the marketing they sell but and, but i think like 
I think people are genuinely like think like those are all means to doing the right thing, mm-hmm. but don't see like I guess, but but then again, it's like, but when you read God's word and you see all the warnings about these kind of things, like why are you not changing? You know what I mean? Like, yeah. Mm-hmm. But I mean, I don't know. God's yeah. grace. So one of the See, things somebody might say to us, though, our church, you know, has a big budget and you know is a decent size, has right. a facility. Like they might say, you know, it's you, yeah, too. And you know, we should examine our hearts against this. Like, make sure we're not like this. But so as we, <laughs> I mean, really, I mean, honestly, we should yeah, yeah. we should be like, Lord, don't let that be me. Uh, you on Sunday, though, in a rare thing, in a rare occasion didn't get to say everything you wanted to say. <laughs> uh, so that's you know, every Sunday. <laughs> there's always so much more when you're teaching there the word. Is. And it's not because yes. you like want to be heard. It's more like the word's so good. And I, we want to say this. So uh, you, you mentioned this briefly, the woes uh, towards the, the scribes and Pharisees. Yeah. Uh, and they're outlined in Matthew 23. So Whoa. let's, let's talk about <laughs> Joey Lawrence. Yes. That's so funny. yes. Uh, every time I read this chapter though, I, I do kind of chuckle because I think I mentioned this on Black Talk before in seminary, one of my classes, you we, had to, we had to write a song. We had to, like, you we had to write a chuckle. song and there was a guy in my class who was not a musician at all. And he was like, I don't know. So he literally took this passage and set it to the tune of joy to the world. Oh, I think you told yeah, me about I was that. like, whoa yeah, yeah. to you scribes and Pharisees. You are. Yeah. It was really funny. Yeah. Uh, so every time I read this passage, on our I creative day, him, we should come up with a song. Yeah. Based on I mean, that. yeah, this is the passage that people aren't yeah, writing yeah. songs about. Yeah. Uh, unless it's like repenting. So yeah. uh, let's talk about these because this really outlines some of the things that the, the scribes were yeah. doing in terms yeah. of crushing the widow, like basically getting notoriety for themselves. So let's yeah. talk about these woes, bro. In Matthew. Mm-hmm. Matthew 23, Matthew 23. Yep. beginning in verse one, beginning in verse one, go for it, Justin. All right. So here we go. Matthew 23, uh, <laughs> beginning in verse one. Then Jesus said to the crowds and to his disciples, the scribes and the Pharisees sit on Moses' seat. So practice and observe whatever they tell you, but not what they do for they preach, but do not practice. They tie up heavy burdens, hard to bear and lay them on people's shoulders, but they themselves are not willing to move them with their finger. They do all their deeds to be seen by others for they make their phylacteries broad and their fringes long and they love the place of honor at feasts and the best seats in the synagogues and greetings in the marketplace and being called rabbi by others. But you are not to be called rabbi for you have one teacher and you are all brothers and call no man your father on earth for you have one father who is in heaven. Neither be called instructors for you have one instructor, the Christ. The greatest among you shall be your servant. Whoever exalts himself will be humbled, but whoever humbles himself will be exalted. Mm, well, mm. so that's the first one. Mm. Uh, you want to keep going? That's a whole talk- sermon series right there. I mean, yeah. I mean, yeah. It's, it's, let's, it's, let's, let's take these woes one at a time. Let's do it. What, we got about two minutes to do each of these? Let's do it. Ready? Go. Yeah. Oh, yeah. You're going to start a timer for us? I, I can't. I'm, I'm trying to look up a different verse that I was like, oh, I just want to. But so go ahead. Uh, Yeah. I just thought you were texting somebody, but um, <laughs> I was like, man, he's a good multitasker. What do you want me to say, Justin? What do you want to say? So what's going on here? <laughs> like, why is he addressing these specific things? He says they preach, but they don't practice. Mm-hmm. What does it mean when it says they're tying up heavy burdens, but they won't even help move them with their finger? Yeah. So what's interesting here is back to like, discerning somebody's like intention, like one of the great signs of whether or not somebody actually believes what they're saying and is looking to God for direction Mm. is whether or not they're really living out like 
the message that they're proclaiming, you know? And so like, you know, I think that sometimes church growth, let's use that for example, churches will like put such an emphasis on evangelism and such emphasis on service and such an emphasis on giving. And then are the pastors doing that? Yeah. You know, Mm -hmm. I don't see them serving. I see them, you know, like, and, and I would just say like, you know, all the pastors that we serve with here, like I, I think myself, but I'm not talking about me. Like, you know, you guys are serving when we have an event, you know, you're not getting food first, you know, you're, you're, you're going last, like you're helping others. Like, and I just think really like leaders aren't in this for the position mm-hmm. and the the recognition, right. That doesn't mean they shouldn't be honored, you know, but they shouldn't be trying to get that honor. Does right. that make yeah, sense? Honor isn't demanded. Like you don't demand honor, like give me honor because I deserve it because of this right. position I'm in. But in, in this setting, it's really like honor is in many ways it, it is earned. Like, you know, but like respect is earned, you know, like you, you that's how by living it out, by showing yeah. it and displaying it. And I think when it's talking about, you know, like you're you're setting up these standards, you're practicing not practicing what you preach, and then you're not willing to move a finger to help people. It's like you're setting the standard, yeah. but I'm like, I'm gonna it's kind of like when you have um, you know, in your mind, you have like un unvoiced expectations of someone, and then you're constantly disappointing them because you haven't told them what you want them to do, but then you're right. like harboring bitterness. It's kind of like that. It's like, they're like, here's this expectation. I'm not going to help you in any way meet the expectations, but in fact, I'm going to actually make it more difficult for you. And so, and then I'm going to display the ways basically projecting an image, honestly, it's projecting this image. And so, man, Jesus says, because of this, uh, yours is coming. Honestly, the condemnation is coming. But verse 12, he says, whoever exalts himself will be humbled and whoever humbles himself will be exalted. Mm-hmm. So yeah. let's look at the, oh, go ahead. Well, I was this? just going to say, and, you know, clearly here, like, you know, wanting to be called a posi- rabbi, be called teacher, like, you know, mm-hmm. I, and, I, and I reference this on Sunday. It's, it's so funny that literally there are like, I mean, in the Catholic church, but in also like some other denominations as well, like literally they do the exact opposite of some of this. Mm. It's like, oh my goodness. Like Jesus is saying like, servant, you know, and I, and I think a lot of those guys are just a part of a system that, mm-hmm. you know, facilitates this and that's not their heart, but like, we got to say, no, like, this isn't what Jesus wants. And, and, and I get asked often, like, Hey, you know, you, you know, you get encouragement. Like, is it weird, you know, that you get encouragement about preaching? And I'm like, public recognition, I do feel weird about, mm-hmm. but like when somebody tells me like, thank you for teaching the word, like, you know, maybe 10, 15 years ago, there would have, I'm just so grateful that the Lord would use me. And I yeah. realize it's not me. And he could shut me up tomorrow. Like he has the ability to shut me up tomorrow. Right. Cause so, it's, yeah, exactly. Like I, he's chosen to do that. Like, yeah. I mean, you're just like, okay, Lord, thank you for letting me be a part of it. You're golden yeah. pipes. Like, you <laughs> well, know. you know, it's just like, it, Joanna it's could elbow same, you yeah, again. Yeah, I mean, the I'm golden pipes will like, go away. But I think, you know, uh, a few weeks ago, somebody after church came to me after and just said, you know, thanks so much for the songs that like they just, after a season, of things that they had walked through that they felt like, you know, everything we sang that morning was just like just for them. Mm-hmm. You know, what's funny is that in my mind, like after a service and you, you know, do the same thing in, in some ways, it's like, you're already thinking of like, oh man, this didn't go right. This didn't mm-hmm. land. This is like, you're already, and to be reminded that like, that's not the point. Yes, we, we want to address those things later, but like to think like, it wasn't because I'm just like some amazing worship planner who has insight into everyone's minds and hearts, what's going on. It's like, Lord, help us make these plans. And if we need to adjust them, help us adjust. Mm-hmm. But ultimately, like, leave that. And you're like, 
Mm. Who am I to get to be a part of this? You know, like, yeah, it's just incredibly mm. humbling. And, you know, like I go back to like, you know, when he says, whoever exalts himself will be humbled. Whoever humbles himself will be exalted. Like scripture never tells us to pray for humility. It just says it's a command to be humble. Right. When we look at Jesus, mm. we, you have to be humbled. Mm-hmm. So Amen. be humble. Mm-hmm. Uh, these scribes, not humble. Be humble. All right, 13. Whoa. We're going to continue on. <laughs> Whoa. Uh, but woe to you, scribes of Pharisees, hypocrites, for you shut the kingdom of heaven in people's faces. For you neither enter yourselves nor allow those who would enter to go in. Woe to you, scribes and Pharisees, well, hypocrites, for you travel across sea and land to make a single proselyte. Is that right? Proselyte? Mm-hmm. And when he becomes a proselyte, you make him twice as much a child of hell as yours. So there's two mm-hmm. wrapped up in those two verses. So they're preaching a gospel that mm-hmm. isn't the gospel. Mm-hmm. So And in that preaching th- condemnation. This is like, pay attention here. Mm-hmm. In the name of God, they're creating all these followers who are actually not following God and becoming worse. And so when we talk about the whole church growth movement, like, like indeed there's religion, if there's a doctrine and it's leading people farther away from God. Mm-hmm. I've, Cause um, it's not on the kingdom. It's not focused on the kingdom. Sorry. Yeah. Like I've heard it said, like what you win people with is what you have to use to keep yeah, them. And it's yeah. like, that's why, like, if you win people with gimmicks, you have to constantly have to like one up the gimmick to keep mm-hmm. people engaged and involved. Mm-hmm. Uh, and if people are one with the truth then the truth is what, is motivating them and, mm-hmm. and just what they're hungry for. And it's why it's essential that we, you know, we win people with the message of the gospel, the gospel. and not with our slick president. Cause you know, at the end of the day, like eventually, you know, we're not going to be here. Like, but the church will continue. Like, right. you know, I pray that's like, you know, like retiring, you know, like, but eventually we're not going to be like every individual in this church. Eventually, you know, unless the Lord returns, we won't be here, but we want the mission to continue, and we want it to continue faithfully to the gospel. Bigger than that, most churches won't be here in 250 years. Yeah, absolutely. You know, like, and there so might be a building, right? A historic but, monument, but right? Yeah. Which is why it's so important that we don't build a church around a personality, except mm-hmm. the person of Jesus. You know, That's like right, we're not yeah. built around you know the lead pastor. We're not built around the worship ministry. We're not built around the student ministry. These things are going to ebb and flow, fade and come and go, but. Jesus and his word will not. So let's build upon that rock. That seems like that's, uh, you know, somewhere in the Bible. All right, let's continue on. Uh, Verse 16, woe to you blind guides who say, if anyone swears by the temple, it is nothing. But if anyone swears by the gold of the temple, he is bound by his oath. You blind fools, for which is greater, the gold or the temple that has made the gold sacred? And you say, if anyone swears by the altar, it is nothing. If anyone swears by the gift that is on the altar, he is bound by the oath. You blind men, for which is greater, the gift or the altar that makes the gift sacred? So whoever swears by the altar swears by it and by everything on it. And whoever swears by the temple swears by it and by him who dwells in it. And whoever swears by heaven swears by the throne of God and by him who sits upon it. So this one's a little more, I think, maybe not quite as blatant what's going on. So what's going on here? Yeah, well, just, you know, again, for conciseness, they'd created this system of, you know, swears and oaths and how Mm -hmm. to hold people to their word. And they had ascribed monetary value to it. And so actually, like, which, you know, there's actually some things about whether or not you should swear or not, really, period, just like your SBS and you know me know, like, 
But even so, like it was a bigger deal. The money on the altar, because it had monetary value, was more important than someone swearing by, you know, their commitment to the temple. And and because they could say, hey, now you lied, you you gotta give us this money. And so it's just corruption, man. Mm-hmm. I don't I yeah. Again, I could preach a whole sermon on this. So all right. Well, let's keep going because okay. we are we've we're maybe flowing past our two minutes per okay. So here we go. Yeah. Woe to you. Verse Sorry. 23. No, that's not. It's probably yeah, yeah, me. Yeah, yeah, here we go. Woe to I'm you, scribes. I'm glad you don't do this to me on Sundays. That's right. Time. Beep, beep. <laughs> <laughs> Moving on. Yeah, yeah. Woe to you, scribes and Pharisees, hypocrites, for you tithe mint and dill and cumin and have neglected the Ooh. weightier matters of the law, justice and mercy and faithfulness. These you ought to have done without neglecting the others. You blind guides, straining out a gnat and swallowing mm, a camel. Mm. You guys you guys have great cooperative program giving, but uh, you've, you've ignored, ignored the people. The survivors. Whew. Yeah. That's, oh, Lord Jesus. Yes. I mean, that's exactly <laughs> right. Like, I think. Yeah. Whew, like, so here they were they were doing exactly what it says yeah, yeah. like we've got you give all these gifts yeah. but you're ignoring the oppressed you're not yeah. you know you are you are extorting from yeah. people you're taking advantage right. of people and that still happens today and i think what happens like what you just said yeah. like we give to missions but if we as a church are giving to missions over there and neglecting yeah. the needs right yes. around yes. us then we yes. have an That's issue good. same same uh, you know, vice versa, if we only focus on our immediate context, but ignore the command to take the gospel to the nations and the, yeah. the issues that are addressing uh, or affecting other people outside of our zip code, then we're missing the point. Yeah. And it's like our 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 worth, our righteousness is not in what we give, right. uh, but it's in the fruit of our lives. Well, notice Jesus is talking and Jesus is the one who said the greatest commandment is love the Lord your God with the heart, soul, mind, strength, and Love your neighbor as yourself. As neighbor as yourself. And it's all connected. And that's what this is saying. Because he, notice he does say, you ought to have done without neglecting the other. So mm-hmm. there's a popular movement. Right. Oh, okay. Well, I'm not going to tie Just then. go do and some I'm just nice going to love people. You got to love, no, on, you gotta love no, on people. That's the way yeah, Christians yeah, say yeah. Well, well, Don't say yeah, that. Anyway, like <laughs> the point is, that's also compartmentalization yep. of God. Mm-hmm. It's all of you. Yes. And so yep. beware mm-hmm. of anybody who isn't doing that. Yes. All. Yes. All in. So continuing, verse 25. Woe yes. to you, scribes and Pharisees, hypocrites, for you clean the outside of the cup and the plate, but inside they are full of greed and self-indulgence. Mm. You blind Pharisee, first clean the inside of the cup and the plate, that the outside also may be clean. Whew, this is like all about self-righteousness. Like we yeah. look good on the outside, but what's going on on the inside? And I think going back to what we talked about last week with the abuse, it's like we want to keep the appearance of everything going yeah. all right on the outside, but on the inside, you know, the internal workings of the organization, uh, things are nasty. And it's the same with our own hearts. Like we we want, it's we always look to change the outside before mm-hmm. we change the inside. Yeah. Uh, you know, and to use the, you know, the analogy of our own personal health, like our our outward appearance and health is impacted greatly by what's going on on the inside. Yep. You know, what we eat, what we put mm. in our bodies, you know, those things greatly affects those things. And it's the same thing. Like the outside, the outward appearance must be transformed by the inside. Yeah, this is highly connected to oral law. So rituals related to the oral law, not the law in God's word, but the law that uh, the Pharisees and scribes had imposed upon people in order to observe the written Mm -hmm. law. Um, And they had obsessed about it, made a big deal of it, but then neglected their hearts for people. And so he's like, hey, you know, you're dirty on the inside. And so, you know, again, somebody might say, 
hey, I'm keeping all my rituals, you know, I have a disciplined life, but yet I don't care about any, mm -hmm. anybody, you know, yeah. and, um, this directly, you know, approaches to you. I would say the, the reaction, the, uh, overreaction to this culture again would be like, okay, so now I'm going to be part of this, like, well, bless this mess. You know, it's just messy. Yeah. I'm like, you're actually still portraying like an outside image. Yeah. Um, and it's, it's, not dealing with your heart. Yeah. Like, this I call it like the, the carefully curated messiness. Yeah, like, yeah, right. I'm gonna like take all this time to appear messy. Yeah, you know, like it's like uh, you're curating an image. Still, yeah, it's like right. yeah, you're exactly right. It's like I'm just a big mess, and God loves me. And he, well, yeah, He does love you, but He doesn't want you to stay that yeah. way. Like He wants you to grow, and He wants you to change, and so. Yeah, you're absolutely right. The, I don't the, have the, time to dress up, so I'm 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 just gonna wear my four hundred dollar Lululemon pants. You know, like, <laughs> like sorry, if you have them, that's fine. But like, you know, it's like you're that's not you're not getting it. You know, yeah, <laughs> anyway, it's sorry. like yeah, exactly. It's the exact same thing. It's it's <laughs> it's focus on the outward without really changing the end. Yeah. Okay. So, all right, and here we go. Last bit. Uh, I was talking about your pants, by yeah, the way. <laughs> my my Gap outlet jeans I'm wearing. Yeah. Um, woe to you, scribes and Pharisees. Hypocrites, for you build the tombs of the prophets and decorate the monuments of the righteous, saying, if we had lived in the days of our fathers, we would not have taken part with them in you skipped shedding. skipped one. Did I? Yeah, verse I 27. Uh, oh, whitewashed tombs, I did. Let's go back. <laughs> I, I, sorry, yes, I just didn't want to talk about it. No, it's good. Uh, <laughs> whitewashed tombs. Oh, yeah, because because I, I just glanced and saw, we talked about outside the yeah. cup, and this one's similar. Sorry. 27. Woe to you, <laughs> scribes and Pharisees, hypocrites. You are like whitewashed tombs, which outwardly appear beautiful, but within are full of dead people's bones and all Ooh. uncleanness. So you also outwardly appear righteous to others, but within you are full of hypocrisy and lawlessness. We kind of covered that, didn't yeah, we? Yeah, man. I think that's, I saw that, like visually saw it yeah, and I was yeah. like, oh, we did it. So yeah, yeah I mean, again, outside, mm. inside, but I think the image of dead people's bones, Ooh, man, mm. that's a powerful image, mm. powerful image. And we mm. don't, you know, like Lord Jesus, resurrect us. Mm. That's right. We need resurrection, not yeah. just to be cleaned up, yeah, I mean, right? Not yeah, whitewashed tombs, exactly. right? You that's religion is not just, yes. let's, you know. Don't clean the tomb. What, what is it? Put a lipstick on a pig or whatever, yeah. you know? Remember that saying? <laughs> yes. Uh, it's a funny story. When I lived in Korea, you could you put easily- put lipstick on a pig? No, I didn't do this, but you could easily get a pig's head at a market because they- where for whatever reason, and a speaker at the chapel did bring in a pig's head and put lipstick on it, and it was quite the memorable illustration yes, for all of our was. students. Wow, okay. Um, so, uh, verse 29. Woe to you, scribes and Pharisees, hypocrites, for you build the tombs of the prophets and decorate the monuments of righteous, saying, if we had lived in the days of our fathers, we would not have taken part with them in the shedding of blood of the prophets. Thus you witness against yourselves that you are sons of those who murdered the prophets. Fill up then the measure of your fathers, you serpents, you brood of vipers. How are you to escape being sentenced to hell? Therefore I send you prophets and wise men and scribes, some of whom you will kill and crucify, and some who you will flog in your synagogues and persecute from town to town, so that on you may come all the righteous blood shed on earth from blood from the blood of innocent, Abel to the blood of Zechariah, the son of Berechai, 
whom you murdered between the sanctuary and the altar. Truly I say to you, all these things will come upon this generation. Mm, mm. Wow. And I think this hits at the, I'm so glad I'm not. And if I had been there, we would, I, you know, mm. I wouldn't have taken part in then. And Jesus saying, well, you're here as the result of that yeah. and you're condemning yourself. And there's this weird honoring of their own past and their like affinity for uh, their ancestors mm. and even incorporate that into the religion. Mm. And yet then you also acknowledge that they did these things wrong. And so because you're not fully detaching yourself from what your ancestors and what they did wrong, you're then repeating those things. Mm -hmm. And so like, that's, I mean, it's Southern Baptist culture, Southern culture, like, like we will honor our heritage and not take an honest look at our heritage sometimes. And it's like, yeah, they did some good, but But yeah, like to like celebrate that, but like downplay. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. And um, the monument thing. Sorry, this is buggy talk. So I'm just going to say this bluntly. Like, why does any Christian want Confederate soldiers up? I don't care if they were my dad or (laughs) my uncle. Like, yeah. Like, why are they there? They're to there to commemorate something that was terribly wrong. Right. And but it's our heritage. Okay. Your heritage. (laughs) Wrong. wrong in that yeah. regard. Not all, Man. there are some good, you know, but. Yeah, and, and there's going to be people who strongly disagree with us on that and, oh, well. <laughs> but <laughs> I know? would, I can't see them make any strong biblical, you know. Yeah, camp. like it's just not Case. right. I mean, you, yeah, because I think of so many parallels that just would be very incongruent. You'd be like, well, no, I'd never do that. Then why in this situation would you do it? And yeah, just, don't remove the ancient landmarks maybe, which were honors to God. So that's just terrible yeah, Bible just, just, exegesis. Yeah, so it just is. And I think a lot of times we think, even going back and reading the Bible, we think if we were there, we would have not done that. If we were there, we would not have, we would have seen differently. And that's kind of what they're doing. And it's like, well, I don't know that we would have. Uh, and Jesus is like, you're about to crucify a pro- me, yeah, the son of God. That. So right? guess what? Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah. Like you're about to do the same thing. Yeah. You know, so, you know, all in all, what Jesus is saying through these woes, I mean, he's delivering some very strong messages to the listener. Let he who has ears, let him hear. Mm. You know, what do we do with that now? we focus on Jesus. Mm, yeah. And we we read these things and we examine our hearts and we lovingly talk to each other about ways we see each other go astray. Yeah, absolutely. Because I think basically like uh, the verse I was trying to look up earlier was um, 2 Timothy chapter 3. And he's talking about godlessness in the last days. But he says, I understand this, that in the last days there will become times of difficulty for people will be lovers of self, lovers of money, proud, arrogant, abusive, disobedient to their parents, ungrateful, unholy, heartless, unappeasable, slanderous, without self-control, brutal, not loving good, treacherous, reckless, swollen with conceit, lovers of pleasure rather than lovers of God, having the appearance of godliness, Mm, but denying denying its its power. power. Avoid such people. Mm. And I think, you know, it's easy to read and be like, the scribes totally missed it. And, you know, Paul's writing this to Timothy saying, this is us and it's going to be in the last days, this is... This is what it's like. And we can have a form of godliness. Like we can appear on the outside like this clean cup, but inwardly like have, be totally void of the power of God. Mm. And he says, avoid such people. Mm. For among them are those who creep into households. Like he, he goes on. So Hymenius and Alexander. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So just keep on reading that. And it's like, so we do, like we we hold this up as a test to our own hearts, as a mirror to our own hearts and don't think, oh, wow, those terrible people. We say, wow, Lord, show me my sin and help me 
repent, you know, like mm. help me not mm. be this way. And I mm-hmm. think don't settle for the easy, uh, fix it on the outside, but do the hard work on the inside and, and repent. Yeah. Do we believe in the power of the gospel or do we have, feel like we have to manufacture environments that create growth? Like, you know, do we really depend on Jesus and his word to do the work in people's hearts? Or do we feel like, you know, our systems and our organization and our environments, those are what do, do it. And that's just denying the power of gospel, you know, and that doesn't mean that we need to intentionally be weird. You know what I mean? Like, but, <laughs> but it does mean that sometimes like, we're just not going to jump on every fad and we're not just going to we're not going to be okay with like creating space for people to just stay the same. Like mm-hmm. we, we want to see gospel work happening in people's hearts. So, yeah. You know, I think ultimately it comes back down to uh, control. Like it, those things help us feel like we're, we're in control of the situation because we know like if we do these three steps, we'll grow. If we do these three steps, then this will happen. And it's like, well, you can't really, rely on that. Like it's, you could do all those things and those things can still happen. Your church can grow. Your ministry can go. Your personal life can receive blessing and it could be void of the power of God and the Mm. work of God. So is it really a blessing then? Yeah. It's Mm. actually Jesus. Like, Hey, this is actually heaping up curses. Yeah. Right. (laughs) Condemnation Mm. for you. Mm. So, um, man, man, that's heavy, but it's, but it's like a good heavy weight because when you recognize, um, trying to process this out loud, which I don't do. But like when you recognize the weight of this and it hits your heart, there's also such relief in the grace of God, mm-hmm. you know? And mm-hmm. I think it's like, you read this, you're like, Lord, just, it's so freeing to just relinquish control and say, Lord, clean me up, clean me, clean me, clean me. Don't let me be a whitewashed tomb. It's man, good. Man, we don't need clean tombs. We need resurrected bones. Mm-hmm. There you go. Put that mm-hmm. on a coffee cup. Mm-hmm. Oh, hey, anything else you want to add? I might do that for you, Justin. All right. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, I'm good. You, you ended that well. All heart, as my one of my favorite Bible study leaders is an older man named Mr. Cliff Flo. At the end of every Bible study, he would say, all hearts clear. And then there would be silence. Or somebody would have one more question, and then he'd ask again, all hearts clear? Then let's pray. So wow, that's good. That's how I feel. Like, let's just, you know, when you come to the Word, that's the opposite of boggy talk. <laughs> All hearts muddy. Yeah, I know. <laughs> All things unclear. Yeah. Uh, well, hey, thanks for joining us uh, this time on boggy talk. And uh, yeah, thanks in. I uh, think. <laughs> yes. Yes. Tongue tied yes, again. Yes. I need to get. I need to see somebody about this. Thanks for joining us. Please. <laughs> You're, good tune in next You're good at the intro. You're good at the intro. That's right. See ya. Yeah. Thanks for listening to boggy talk. We are so glad you joined in the conversation. Go ahead and subscribe so you don't miss a beat.